Hey everyone, welcome to Black and Cold, a true crime podcast for the overshadowed. I am Michelle, your host, and I am back this week with a new episode. So first and foremost, if you are a new listener here, I just want to say welcome. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. And hello to all of my OG listeners as well. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe, leave a rating, or drop a review. As you guys know, it helps me out, especially when people are searching for true crime podcasts to listen to, more specifically if they are looking for Black true crime podcasts. To keep up with any updates for the past cases I've covered, for any announcements, or just to see any photo references, you can follow BNC on Instagram, and that's at Black underscore Cold underscore Podcast. If there's a particular case that you'd like to see me cover, you can submit a suggestion in, which I will leave the link to do so in the description of this episode. And speaking of case suggestions, today's episode actually comes from one of BNC's listeners. This is only my second episode that was a request, and this one came to me a few months back. It took me some time to get to it. But shout out to Mimi. I'm not sure where you are from, but thank you very much for sending this case in. It is one that I hadn't known about, and it is something. So let's begin. This episode comes out of Memphis, Tennessee, and this is the murder of Kayla Ashford Freeman. In the fall of 2016, Kayla Ashford Freeman was 29 years old. She grew up in Memphis, and she came from a very tight-knit family. Kayla was extremely close to her sister, Kendra, and she also had a host of many friends that she frequently hung out with. She was a proud sister of the sorority Zeta Phi Beta, and Kayla was described as being shy and sort of introverted. Now, if you just met her, these are the qualities in her that you would definitely see. But if Kayla grew comfortable around you, her personality would tend to open up more and she'd become more outgoing. According to her sister, Kendra, one of Kayla's favorite hobbies was traveling with her family and her friends. However, nothing compared to her being a mother. As a mother of two children that she shared with her husband, Randall, Kayla always put her babies first, and she wanted to make sure that they had a good life. To ensure that this happened, Kayla worked very hard within her career, and this was instilled in her since she was young. She worked within the social work field, and her job basically was to help others who were on probation and to make sure they were staying on the right track. So from a day-to-day perspective, Kayla assisted people with finding jobs, she made sure they weren't abusing any substances, and she just made sure that people were where they needed to be. Kayla was not only hardworking, but she really enjoyed what she did for a living. So when she didn't show up to work during her usual shift, the morning of Tuesday, September 6, 2016, her colleagues knew it was very unlike her. 
At around 3.30 a.m. that morning, also hours before Kayla would have reported into work, her husband, Randall Freeman, was awakened from his light sleep. And this is when he heard a car pulling into the garage of his home. Assuming it was Kayla, who was returning home from a night out after work with her friends, Randall didn't think much of it, so he kind of dozed back off again, and he figured that his wife would just come upstairs within minutes. But Randall jumped up out of his sleep after about 30 minutes, and when he got up, he was very surprised to see that Kayla still wasn't in the bed next to him. So he then decided to call her. However, he didn't get an answer. Next, Randall figured he'd just go down to the garage, get Kayla, see what was up. But according to his statement, when he arrived there, Kayla was nowhere to be found. Randall then began checking the rest of the rooms in the home, all around the residence. But after looking everywhere, he reported that he still could not find his wife. According to local news station Action 5 that was able to obtain the affidavit, at 5.48 a.m., Randall also called his mother-in-law, Kayla's mom. Now, she came up there concerned, and when she arrived, she saw her daughter's car still in the driveway along with the keys still in the ignition, which of course was alarming. So clearly everyone is freaking out at this point, and Randall actually decided to call 911 to report his spouse missing. When authorities arrived to the Freeman home, which was on Meadow Ridge Trail in the Hickory Hill neighborhood, they did not see any signs of a forced entry at the house or in the car, and they didn't indicate anything that looked like foul play. But there were a few things that were very odd at the scene. Kayla's personal belongings that she would typically have on her or that anyone would typically carry on them were at home. In fact, her whole purse was left on a coffee table. Then Kayla's jeans were found discovered on the ground with her debit card inside of one of the pockets. So again, just very odd. As officers questioned Randall, who was home at the time, He explained to them that he had no idea what could have happened to Kayla. Randall said he knew that she was going out after work, which is why she was coming home so late, but he had no answers as to why his wife did not make it upstairs, and he immediately feared for the worst. As a usual procedure, law enforcement also inquired with him if he had any issues within his marriage, which Randall denied, and he stressed that he would never hurt Kayla. Randall appeared to be extremely cooperative and overall seemed to be really concerned. Memphis authorities searched the entire Freeman home for any additional clues, and they even went ahead and checked Randall's vehicle but everything appeared to be fine. The house, nor his van, gave officers anything to go off of. Also, they had Kayla's car towed and impounded, but again, nothing resourceful came out of that to the investigation. Now, because of the discovery of Kayla's jeans on the garage floor, investigators were kind of thinking like, maybe this could be some type of kidnapping or a sexually motivated crime, yet they still couldn't be so sure. But one thing the Memphis police knew was that Kayla's disappearance and the circumstances around it 
were extremely unusual, and it was assumed from the very beginning that she most definitely did not just leave on her own. So according to the Fatal Attraction episode that covered this case, while investigators were still searching the Freeman residence and questioning loved ones, a random man then approached them at the scene. This guy, who stated he lived nearby, wanted to know more about the owner of the vehicle that was parked outside, as he stated that that specific van had been following him for some time. The van was actually Randall's, and this local man that I'm going to refer to as Joe for this episode said he didn't even know who Randall was. But after further conversation, he learned that Kayla Freeman lived there as well, and she was his wife, which Joe did know her. So the both of them were co-workers at one point in time, and according to Joe, he didn't even know that Kayla lived at that particular home. And after being notified of why so much police presence was around, Joe was also not aware that Kayla was missing either. But Joe was adamant, though, that he was being followed by her husband, Randall, which he didn't know why. So obviously, this whole interaction put him on the Memphis police's radar as a person of interest now because it just seemed so random. As an investigation officially began into Kayla's disappearance, her family continued to try and contact her, hoping that she'd pop up eventually but Kayla was not answering any of her phone calls nor her text messages. The Memphis PD even went around the Hickory Hill area, asking neighbors if they knew of any information pertaining to Kayla's vanishing. Her loved ones tried to provide law enforcement with as much as they could, but they explained that they really had no idea what could have possibly happened to her as Kayla did not have any enemies. Now, the last time anyone had spoken to Kayla was the day before she essentially went missing, and this was on Monday, September 5th, which was also the same day she went out after work. Randall was the only person who reported seeing her or hearing her last, and that was when she pulled into the garage of their home early on into the morning of the 6th. But very quickly into his wife's investigation, Randall found himself in some hot water with the Memphis police. Just the day after he reported his wife missing, Randall was arrested on unrelated arson charges. He was reportedly spotted on video surveillance about a mile and a half away from his house, throwing a flaming item into another home in South Memphis on September 4th, 2016. The home where Randall started this fire had a family of five people inside, per local Memphis news reports. Now, gratefully, the whole entire family was able to escape from the flames unharmed, but as this information came out, Kayla's loved ones and law enforcement were kind of confused and now wondering what would have made Randall do such a thing. The relationship between him and these people in this home was not clear or understood at this point. But after Randall's arrest for the fire, according to Action 5 News, he was sent to jail and held on a $500,000 bail. And as he sat there, Memphis authorities continued the investigation into the disappearance of Kayla, even looking in various places nearby. 
while a reward was also offered to anyone with information. So Kayla and Randall met each other back when they were in middle school. However, they didn't really get serious until their freshman year. The two gravitated toward each other almost immediately, and much of this was because they were so similar. Just like his wife was, Randall was also on the more reserved and quieter side. But when the couple learned that they were expecting both times, Kayla and Randall shared a great amount of excitement together, and they couldn't wait to be parents. So overall, they were together for a very long time, and their relationship from an outsider's perspective, specifically Kayla's family, seemed to be fine. The couple appeared to be happily in love and on good terms, but we know things are not always as they seem. At the time of Kayla's disappearance, her and Randall had been married for just about three years, and even though they looked to have no issues or problems, that was not the reality. As investigators dug more into their personal life, they learned that the Freemans were having some marital issues, as recent as the days leading up to Kayla going missing. And some of her, her close friends were able to provide investigators with the real insight on her marriage. For the past six months or so, Kayla confided in very little people that she wasn't 100% happy within her marriage, and she thought about possibly getting out of the relationship. Now, what she was feeling wasn't some random idea. It came to surface that Randall was, in fact, having an affair. So this perfect family thought was now gone in law enforcement's eyes, and they knew they needed to look into Kayla's husband a lot more. And this is where things began to take a turn. The woman that Randall was cheating on Kayla with was eventually questioned by investigators, and she confirmed that she was in a romantic relationship with him. Now, Kayla learned of her husband's infidelity, and it's explained in the episode of Fatal Attraction that she even confronted the girl about being with him. But even though this was the case, the two women never gotten into anything physical, and it wasn't a thought on either one of their ends to harm each other. Randall's mistress was able to confirm her alibi the night slash morning that Kayla disappeared. So authorities were able to determine that she was not the person responsible. But as she was being questioned, she actually dropped some more shocking information. And that was that Kayla was also having an affair behind Randall's back. At least that's what he told her. Randall claimed that Kayla was sleeping with Joe, the same man that approached detectives at the Freeman home about the van, which was Randall's, that had been following him. So authorities went to now question this guy again, and Joe quickly let it be known that him and Kayla were not in any type of romantic relationship. And to completely confirm this, they actually brought in Joe's wife, who then also backed the claim that Kayla and her husband didn't have anything going on. Joe's wife lastly solidified any thoughts that detectives had about him by providing them with his alibi as he was home with her all night at the time Kayla would have went missing. So now Joe, his wife, and Randall's mistress were all ruled out as they all seemed to have solid alibis. 
back at square one now, authorities weren't exactly sure where to turn, but they knew they wanted to speak with Randall again, who was still in the local jail. But before investigators spoke with Randall, they actually received a tip. This tip came in giving them a location where they should search for the body of Kayla Ashford Freeman. And the place that they were told to search was in the neighborhood of Binghamton, which is just under 15 miles from Hickory Hill, where Kayla and her husband lived. Now, what was significant about this location was that this was the area of Randall's job site as a construction worker at the time. Authorities knew they wanted to check this location, and they knew it was going to take a lot of manpower to do so, especially given the fact that this was a construction site. I mean, they feared that Kayla was buried somewhere because of what they were being told, so they pretty much just waited for a search warrant at that point. And as they waited for that, officers were able to interview Randall again. And this time, his story was a little bit different. Remember, the police already had all of this information about his marriage, and they confronted Randall about not being truthful in regards to his infidelity, which he eventually came clean about. He also told law enforcement that he felt Kayla was having an affair, and because of all of this, their marriage was not in the best place, and the couple argued a lot. According to Lieutenant Mullings, who worked on this case and was interviewed by TV1's Fatal Attraction, when Randall was describing the affair that he thought Kayla was having, he expressed a great amount of rage and jealousy. It almost seemed like he was paranoid about it, in a sense. But it wasn't only the affair and this tip that came in that made law enforcement begin to look at Randall sideways. His initial account he gave about the morning his wife disappeared all of a sudden changed. Randall told officers that on the morning Kayla arrived home, he was actually not sleeping, like he initially said. He explained that when he heard her pull into the garage at the time that she did, he decided to go downstairs and confront her about her whereabouts. And much of this was because he thought she was cheating, specifically with this guy, Joe. According to Randall, him and Kayla got into a heated argument when she came home. And when that was all said and done, Randall says he went back upstairs to bed and Kayla stayed in the car for a while to cool down. But she never made it inside of their home after. So with this new account of events now, Randall Freeman was officially the person that authorities suspected was responsible for the disappearance of Kayla, his own wife. And although this is what they thought, they had to wait for some type of evidence or proof to show for it. Just a month after Kayla was last seen, in October of 2016, the search warrant for the Binghamton construction location finally came in. Investigators, with the help of cadaver dogs, searched all over the designated area. They dug up concrete slab using jackhammers and backhoes, But after many, many hours of looking, their search came up empty. So now they're kind of thinking, like, is Randall being truthful here? However, that thought didn't last so long. During the investigation into Kayla's very strange disappearance, it was learned that the arson charges Randall was facing 
was because of a fire he set throwing a flaming cocktail at Joe's home, the same guy he suspected Kayla was having an affair with, also the same guy he had been following around and stalking for some time. And as everything was coming together, Joe confirmed that he had also been receiving threatening text messages from Randall. In addition to that, he had previously had his tire slashed. So Randall was looking real guilty. And the last time he spoke with detectives, from their perspective, they felt like they could get a confession from him. In the meantime, they received another tip that while in custody, Randall began talking about Kayla in past tense, according to the commercial appeals reporting. So with all of this information, prosecutors, along with the rest of law enforcement, began to work out a plea deal for Randall Freeman with the hopes that he would just come clean. It was unfortunate at this point in time that authorities, along with Kayla's loved ones, suspected she was no longer alive, and their main thing was just to bring her home. Kayla's family wanted to know where she was, and they wanted closure. So with their consent, a plea bargain was put out for Randall early on in December of 2017, a little over a year after Kayla went missing. And a part of his deal was that he would have to give up the location of his wife's body in addition to pleading guilty to aggravated arson and attempted aggravated arson charges. According to Fox 13 Memphis, Randall had only a couple of weeks to decide if he was going to take this deal or reject it. On December 19, 2017, Randall chose to accept the plea deal that would sentence him to 28 years in prison. He let investigators know that he hid Kayla's body in a nearby creek, which wasn't too far from the house he once shared with her. So that evening, law enforcement went out in the cold and in the rain, straight to the area that Randall had described. And right on the corner of Barnstable Cove and Keenan Drive, only a five-minute drive from where Kayla was last seen, they discovered human remains. The remains were obviously suspected to be Kayla's, but this wasn't officially confirmed until a month later in January of 2018, by using dental x-rays. Lieutenant Mullings explained in his interview that Kayla's cause of death couldn't be determined, although it did show evidence of blunt force trauma. Her body was discovered completely decomposed as she was laying in this specific location for a little over a year. Randall Freeman pretty much went out of his way to set up a scene in his own home to make it look like Kayla was ambushed, abducted, or even sexually assaulted. He has never provided any reason as to how or why he killed his own wife, the mother of his children, but it appears that he maybe had an obsession with Joe or with the man that he thought Kayla was having an affair with, when in fact that was confirmed to not even be the case. But yet he was the one who was unfaithful. This beautiful 29-year-old mother of two had her life taken away from her entirely way too fast. And even though Randall's sentence was just 28 years, Kayla's family was still grateful that they were able to properly bring her home. And this is never going to equate to Kayla herself, but they were also grateful that they at least got some type of closure. <laughs> 